0: Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast episode, I'm, I'm going to say 23, I'm not quite sure about that. I know I say that every week, but I should probably start paying attention to that, but oh well. Coming to you tonight, live on recording, <laughs> the host of the On Reds podcast, Jeff Carr. Jeff, how are you this
2: evening? Coop, I am extremely honored to be here, especially on the Dr. Pepper episode.
0: All right, I don't know what that means, but sure.
2: 23 flavors, man. (laughs) Dr. Pepper.
0: (laughs) Hang on, I forgot to do this. Oh, there it is. Cracking open to Dr. Pepper. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Ryan, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, Yep, that's your boy, Ryan, here, brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Wait, no. That's that's Jeff's line. Never mind.
2: It's better than Blue Chew. <laughs> You're not sponsored by Blue Chew, are you too? No,
0: we're sponsored by the Cincy Sports Gallery. Uh, that's a good thing. Go go see Callie for all of your uh, Tucker Barnhart needs. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: oh fucker Barnhart.
0: Wow. Tuck Ooh. Everlasting.
1: That's right.
0: Tuck Everlasting tuck ever blasting when he gets a home run <laughs> anyway so this a while so the, yeah the cincinnati reds are a, are a baseball team uh that we follow and uh they're actually playing right now and getting annihilated so we won't talk about tonight jeff i just want to get your thoughts on how the season has progressed so far obviously it started out bad but uh shown some signs of life here of late what are your expectations for the rest of the season
2: Honestly, uh, they've not been tempered that much. Like, I was being all hot takey in the offseason and saying they could fight for a wild card spot. I still think they can. I, I think they got the talent to do it. As far as competing for the division, they play in the toughest division in all of baseball. Like, I don't think there's any doubt in that. But I think they probably could sneak in there and while everyone is focused on the one and eight start with good reason it really stunk but I think they've got the ability to have an eight and one stretch and mm-hmm. just completely erase that so i'm I'm still just as bullish as I was on opening day
0: Ryan your thoughts can the reds turn it around
1: yeah I mean i, I mean i don't think i don't think they have to turn it around they've played honestly since the one and eight start they've played a little over five hundred baseball. I think you know. I think if they can just keep what they're doing, maybe get a run in them, <clears throat> get a little more consistent offensively. Uh, you know, like I said, take a run and and maybe they can jump into this thing. They're still only what four games out of the wild card, probably four and a half now. If they lose tonight and everyone else wins, so I mean they're still they're still in it. So I'm I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not you know screaming that everything's on fire. I think. I think they have still got a shot at it until they are mathematically disqualified. Uh, I will not
0: give up hope. Yeah, I, I think it's way too early for people to give up hope. Even though, if you look at whether it's Twitter or Facebook, people are already giving up it, hope.
1: It's it's fucking <laughs> me. I mean, come on, people, get over it. Right. It's just Jesus. Like, it always seems to me. It always seems to me like it's it's always the fair weather fans that you know if they don't win. The night before, oh man, they're the they're the worst team in baseball. Cause I mean, let's be honest, the last couple years, they basically have been one of the worst teams in baseball. So, but you know, I guess that's just the way it is when you're trying to climb out of the cellars. And you know, they're still in they're still in last place last time I checked in the division. But you know, at this point I, I don't I'm not worried about winning the division. I'm worried about winning the wild card. And I want to win that second wild card. I want to get in the playoffs and get and at least get a shot because I feel like if they can just get a shot Man, if they go in rolling, they could really have something.
0: Yeah, and I think that the interesting time for the season is going to be around the all-star break because Mm -hmm. it's going to be shit or get off the pot time. Either you're Mm -hmm. going to start trading away assets or you're going to look to be adding to try to make a wild card run. I think it's also too early to uh, speculate as to... Who's the first to go? I mean, you can always you can always look at the guys who are on the one-year contracts like Puig and uh, if Alex Wood ever gets healthy and uh, if Scooter ever gets healthy. But I think the combination of poor performance and injuries, it's going to be hard uh, to get value for some of these guys that you'd be looking to trade. And then when it comes to Rysel Iglesias, you start talking about a performance. So, Jeff, if the Reds were sellers – who would you be inclined to move and for what? I think
2: probably the number one guy they'd look to move right now would be Puig. And I'd almost said Scooter, but I tripped over that for a second because the second base market this offseason was just so cluttered that the reason that the Reds got, I mean, among other things, the reason that Dietrich slipped through unnoticed and got a minor league deal with the Reds is there's so many second basement that were available and so to see a big change in that market before this trade deadline, I, I, I don't quite think that it'll be there. And then, uh, like you said, with his health as well, who knows if he comes out of the gate super hot in June, maybe turns it around. But I, I still think that if they move anybody I bet Puig is first. And it's funny because I'm the guy on the bandwagon saying that they're going to sign him long-term. But I think that's just the wide range of outcomes you've got with Puig because he's got all that athleticism and all that talent, but he still gives you pause. It's it, it, Someone compared him to the baseball version of Terrell Owens the other day. And I don't think we want to see that right now because we're really happy to have him on the team. But it, it could be that case. You never know.
0: Well, and... In- He's not the only one on this team struggling, so <laughs> I don't know what the deal right. is with that, uh, Ryan. Uh, if you had to move someone, who would it be?
1: Um, God, I don't want to. They're all they're all my children. I love them all equally. I don't want <laughs> right. to go. Um, honestly, if it's if it's me, I'm I'm moving um Iglesias first, Rosario Iglesias. Um, closers are always a hot commodity, mm-hmm. um, especially. Number one, him him going off about not being used correctly after being told in the offseason how he was going to be used and then being used how he was told and him now coming off the, saying that he doesn't think he's going to be used correctly. You know, come on, man. That's a bad look. You're making your organization look bad. You're making, look, you're making your manager look bad. And they showed you a sign of goodwill and gave you that contract and they didn't need to. Um, and that was really to help you out because, you know, if they, they're not screwing you, if they wanted to screw you, um, they wouldn't have given you the contract and they would be using you exactly the same. So, which would then in turn hurt your arbitration numbers. Um, so, you know, I, I think I'll be looking to move him. Usually closers, um, if they're locked down closers, which he has been in the past, they're usually worth a lot. Uh, Puig, you know, I, I understand, you know, the, the Terrell Owens thing, I, I don't see him like that. Like I just don't see, I don't see him act. I don't see him being a head headcase like uh, Terrell Owens was. You know, it, it looks to me like they're having a blast in the locker room, and everybody is really good friends, and they've got a good group of characters. I don't see him making any sort of big locker room issues. Um, maybe he did in years past, but you know, David Bell's also a very different manager than what Dave Roberts is as far as personality wise so i mean you know i could see them moving Puig. in my opinion if i'm if i'm looking for someone to move right away it's probably Iglesias. i i think wood wood is, i don't think he's going to have any value for the trade deadline um i'm i don't even see him coming back until after the all star break and even and even then he could he, he could be shaky to start and if so then he's just not worth anything you know, Scooter's kind of the same way. I mean, these guys that are hurt, they're not going to be worth anything at the deadline. So what's the point of, of getting rid of them? Hang on to him.
0: Yeah, and hopefully Alex Wood isn't a Ryan Madsen situation. But uh, if <laughs> Right. <laughs> I think some of the pieces that would probably be the most valuable as of now would probably even be Jose Iglesias and Derek Dietrich, mm-hmm. Titties. Uh, I wouldn't want to trade either of them, uh, especially Titties. He's, he's still got another year of team control. Um, mm-hmm. Jose Iglesias, though, if if you're not going to re-sign him and you're out of it, you could get a piece for him. I mean, you wouldn't. You're not going to get an A prospect, obviously, but you would get something for him instead of just letting him right. walk. If you're not if you're not planning on bringing back,
1: right? I mean, you might get another. You might get Josh Van Meter back. You know, you never know.
0: Another one, Josh Van Meter yeah, Junior.
1: Another one, exactly. <laughs> you got two hey. Van Meters. That's two Van Homers.
0: Right. And and you do
2: have a point with Puig. The, ter- the Terrell Owens thought was like, you know, maybe it was in his past and he did say a lot of the right things during the off season. Like, you know, I maybe haven't tried as hard as I probably could have in years past. And he's like, I'm past that now. I'm ready to work. I'm ready to be here. And I'd seen other signs, too. Like, I mean, he was house shopping. I don't know. I don't think anyone ever reported that he actually bought a house, but. If he did, I I almost would take that just as a human sign that he might be here for longer than six months. That could just be me, though. But with Rice Iglesias, I agree. Like the whole coming out and talking and like saying, "Oh, you're you're using me wrong." It's like, dude, you're like you're like reminding people of one Daniel Dewitt Bailey. Like, I don't want <laughs> yeah, you to do that. Right? Don't don't do right? that. Please don't do that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think I even said on Twitter, like I you know I retweeted the the article. Um, I can't remember who wrote it now off the top of my head, but I even said no, please no, don't do not do this, not right now right. <laughs> just please, why are you doing this so
0: uh. well our uh, since we're talking about people who are struggling and I hate to do this but we need to talk about Joey Votto mm. I of course am loath to criticize Joey Votto so we'll just get that out of the way I admit my bias but he's been struggling, having a non-Vado-like uh, April and May so far. Is is it time to worry? Let's start with Jeff.
2: You know, it's interesting because my wife has gotten into watching baseball with me. Obviously, I watch a lot of baseball. And she doesn't quite know all the terms just yet. But uh, we went to the game on Wednesday. And it seemed like he was check-swinging just all the time. He had that check-swing chip pop out the like second base or something like that and she's like you know he's been doing that an awful lot i'm like yeah his check swing like that's all he's been doing this year it seems like and she's like yeah like i noticed like the whole year it seems like that's his main swing and i thought you know she's got a point and if she's noticing that that means he's doing it way too much because mm-hmm. when it comes to joey we're used to a 300, 310 batting average, 400, 420 on base percentage. And those are just substantially too low right now. It's almost to the point where you're like, all right, you know, Joe Luckup tweeted the other day, said that in 2016, on May 23rd, he was batting 206, and then he mm-hmm. hit th- 370 the rest of the way. So there's mm-hmm. still that element of Joey that you're just like, all right, Vodomatic is still in there. And until we get to October and he's still batting like 220. I'm probably not going to say RIP until then, but I am worried because I just don't see the consistency, right? Like a couple games ago, he hit that home run. That was all well and good, but he didn't really do anything after that. And then yesterday he had a two hit game and, you know, maybe he's showing signs of coming around, but I just think overall, it's something to worry about when you look at 41 strikeouts compared to 22 walks coming into today. So it's it's definitely something to keep an eye on. I personally have moved, you know, on a case of like 1 to 10 as far as how worried I am, I'd say probably Brian Price whenever he had to call to the bullpen two years ago.
0: Ryan, your thoughts on
1: Joey Dan? I love me some Joe Dan. I do. You know, I, I, I kind of, you know, I don't know. We went through this last year with him where we thought, well, you know, he's going to turn around. He's just, he's Joey. He's going to, he's going to, he's just doing some stuff right now. And then, you know, around, you know, in the May, beginning of June, he'll just start. um It'll he'll be Joey again. Well, you know, last year never happened. And so everyone's worried this year that, well, he's just done. Well, I'm not ready to put him in the coffin yet. he do, He doesn't look like himself. I feel like he's got that. Slice swing that he does I feel like every time he's at bat he does that swing And you know the guys at, um, at CBS um, Chris Towers um, Heath Cummings those guys like that You know they On their fantasy podcast they say You know how Joey Votto Tinkers so much they, they mentioned it When I was talking about Trevor Bauer And how they were worried about Trevor Bauer Tinkering enough to where all of a sudden he's a bad pitcher I, I'm getting the feeling That Joey's doing that a little bit Like He's messed with this swing so much that it's gone, and now he's got to find it again. Um, Now look, we could could all what's up.
0: I got some breaking news. The Reds lost. Go ahead, continue.
1: (laughs) So, um, I I think I don't know. I don't know what to say about Joey. Joey's Joey, and he's here until 2024, no matter what, and so we have to live with it, and He's eventually going to figure it out. And I think really what his thing is, he's got to figure out what kind of hitter he wants to be um, to end his career. Does he want to completely sell out for power and be like a two-fifty hitter, but hit 30 to 35 home runs a year, which I think he definitely can. Or does he want to be the high contact guy that hits maybe like 15 home runs a year, but has a higher on base, higher average, hopefully. Um, because he can't do both anymore. He's not that guy. He's, I mean, Joey's what, thirty-four years old.
0: Well, and he's, he's. If you look at him now compared to even three or four years ago, he's, he's changed his swing a lot. Uh, a, lot of, a lot it's of, completely different. Completely different. A lot of a lot of people like to harp on him choking up, and I think that's his way of trying to speed up his bat, not to zap power. I think he's looking for ways to speed up his bat.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah,
0: but you know, do you remember,
1: do you remember the video that came out? You know, the video came out like I think earlier in the season of his first home run ever. And you know, I may mention then when he looked at his swing, then compared to now, like his swing back then it was loose. It, you know, he had this little like sway in his swing that, and it was just smooth. And then you look at his swing now and he's just, he's so choppy. And I, I mean, I don't know. I just, um, I don't. I don't know what to say about Joey. I'm hoping that he turns it around. I'm, you know, I'm. I also imagine that he will at some point. Um, but until then, and the clubhouse loves him. He's the leader of this ball club. You know. Let's just let's get the let's get the fuck off his back.
2: Oh, for sure. And and I, I heard like some callers on some radio shows today that were just like, I don't know. Do you set him? Do you uh, do you? I'm like, you're not going to set Joey Votto. First of all, that's not going to happen. And then the other thing is like, you made the point. I don't think he has the ability to be both hitters like he used to be a 30 home run guy that can hit 300. But I think he's well within his ability to be Todd Helton. Todd Helton, you know, after... Absolutely, 33 he only hit 15 home runs i think at most after he was 33 years old but he always bat around 300 he he was a dude that every time he came up to the plate you knew you were not gonna get him out he was gonna get on base somehow and that's definitely
1: essential number two hitter like he was perfect in that spot right yeah
2: you know i mean and he loved colorado shout out wick but it was just (laughs) yeah it's 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 a it's a I could see Joe down very easily. He just needs to figure it out. I think right now he's still trying to do both. And I think you're right, Ryan. He's got to choose one.
0: The track record of Joey says he's going to turn it around. Last year, notwithstanding, last year wasn't as bad as some people made it out to be. It just wasn't a Joey Votto no. season. Right. Yeah,
1: like his peripherals are still amazing. Right. It's just he didn't have your counting stats. Um, obviously, his run, his, what was it, his runs were down. Yeah, his runs were down. Um, and his home run and his home runs were down, but everything else looked fantastic. His hard hit contact, uh, his hard hit rate was up. It, um, he still his slugging and his uh, on base were still fairly botto esque He just he didn't put the bat he didn't put the bat on the ball and send it out of the park, which I guess that's the only thing that people on Facebook care about.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> Marty, this team's gonna hit.
2: i tell you
0: so we 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 have yet another uh podcast host on here in jeff Carr, the as we said the host of the locked on reds podcast like and subscribe listen to it it's a good one it's another one of these professional podcasts that i don't know anything about because (laughs) (laughs) We.
2: <laughs> i appreciate you saying that <laughs> we're,
0: we're we're not so much professional here i don't know if you've noticed that uh but uh
2: <laughs> no, i love it i love i love listening yeah. to you guys listening to you guys every single week i promise
0: i, I appreciate it I, I will say we are a lot more professional with phil not being on um, we, we are, are where yeah, is yeah, he like, i mean what's the deal
1: he got a job and he said fuck you guys
0: yeah
2: uh, hearing that he was like boycotting me because I don't follow him on Twitter and now he's not on the show like man I really must threaten this guy
0: well damn it depends on how old you are just how threatening you are to Phil Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't I do not have an AARP card currently so well then uh,
1: Jeff doesn't follow me on Twitter either but I'm not holding that against him
2: <laughs> what's, your handle tw- what's your handle man I'm gonna get you
1: uh Let's
2: see, Ryan RP zero five live following right now.
1: Boom! See Phil, if you'd have been on the podcast, you could be getting this follow.
0: So shout out to Phil um, <laughs> for being a pussy. And
1: <laughs> hey, congrats on your job, Phil. Like yeah. I am really happy for you.
0: Yeah. Congrats on congrats on not sucking at the government teat and being on welfare. Yep. Um, I'm tired of paying for your ass, Phil. Thank you for getting the
1: job. <laughs> anyway, As you listen to this in your Geo Storm?
0: Yes. But anyway, get, get, <laughs> getting back to what I was originally going to talk about, uh, I, I want everybody to make sure to check out the uh, interview that Jeff did with uh, Bronson Arroyo. It was really good. Jeff, tell us a little bit about your podcast and uh, how you got started on it.
2: Thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I do it each and every day, Monday through Friday. <laughs> it's funny because. For a little while, I was like, Yeah, I'm the only Daily Reds podcast. And actually, got a review on iTunes. which just like, I don't think it's daily. I think it's only Monday through Friday. And I'm like, Yeah, okay, <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> but um, actually, it's, it's really awesome. Like, I got super blessed with it. Like, James Rapine, he did it last year. And I was just writing for him on lockdownreds.com and just churning out stuff. I'm like, I don't know where I'm taking this, but I want to do something and see what happens with it. And then one day he hits me up and he's like, yo, I'm giving your information to David Locke. And I'm like, oh, sweet. (laughs) And just kind of escalated from there. You know, uh, David Locke, told me a little bit after Christmas that I was going to get it and he's like we're not going to relaunch until the week of opening day but you're free to start whenever and I'm like well this is actually an offseason that the Reds are going to try so I think I'm going to talk now and you just kind of went from there and it's, it's been a blast. Like I've gotten to meet so many different people. Like, I mean, heck Branson just this past week, I, you know, just meeting all those, I'm not going to be a name dropper. I promise. Yeah. Right, <laughs> um, <you can. laughs> it's just, it's, it's been funny because like just the different, the different things that I've gotten to do so far has just been an absolute blast. And I can't wait to see where it goes from here.
0: Yeah. We don't get so many guests on our podcast. I can't imagine why, uh,
2: you guys are I a bunch it's, of up guys.
0: Phil. We are. I think it's Phil. Th- yeah,
2: it might be, Phil, <laughs> it might might be see, Phil. Why do you think Joe's <laughs> on this
0: episode? Because he knew Phil wouldn't be. Exactly. Exactly. I have my sources. I have my sources. <laughs> you were talking about that guy that left your review. I just want to read one of the random reviews that uh, this podcast oh. has on iTunes. Oh. oh, yes. This is from uh, Shout Out to Kansas City Joe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, God.
0: Sounds like a cowboy. <laughs>
2: you listen to podcasts? Are you a cowboy? <laughs>
0: the host either needs to stop podcasting from the library or move the mic closer than five feet. Sounds like he's trying not to wake up his parents. <laughs>
1: How are your parents, Coon? Uh
0: They're still kicking. Uh, <laughs> That's
1: good.
2: Oh, Lord. oh is that? A, this is, is great. Does that guy think that's a dick?
0: Like, what, what's he doing? <laughs> all, all I know is it's another satisfied customer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm looking at him on. I mean, everyone else speaks very highly of it. I mean, there's only like seven. But, I mean, we've got, uh, hey, including mine, including mine. Hey, uh, this podcast. Jared is the best chair That's this, funny.
0: <laughs> this podcast reaches over 200 people a week. There are dozens of us. There are literally dozens of you listening to this. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned the
2: seven because I got a, I got a shout out on Twitter from uh, one of my followers, Jojo Jammer. I think it's at win one Super Bowl. And um, yeah, obviously, obviously he's a Cincinnati fan, but he's a pretty cool dude. And he, he shouted out, he's just like, did Danny Graves just say that Cody Reed has pitched really well in every single appearance he's had this year? Because he's only been up twice. <laughs> <laughs> I like, well, I mean, I guess he's not wrong, but yeah, no, uh, that's actually bad. <laughs> you,
1: know, you know, he's pitched well those three times. <laughs> <laughs> um, from what I did see of Cody Reed, he did look good again tonight.
2: Well, I'm happy. I mean, um, I get to see that, that first appearance. I was down at the stadium, and he just looked like he was mowing down guys, and then they send him right down the day after. And I'm like, uh, Come on, like we still got Zach Dukes up here. Like seriously, right,
1: exactly. Cody, they don't deserve you, friend. They don't deserve you.
2: No, they don't.
0: I'd drop, uh, i drop Zach Duke in a heartbeat and leave Cody up. Uh, the, uh, absolutely, you've already are, spent the money. Right. Just draw, just get rid of it. They also, no, well, Ryan's getting arrested. Uh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I
1: live, in, I live like in, I live in like down, not downtown, but in a downtown neighborhood of Nashville, uh, right in front of the hood. So somebody's getting arrested. It's not me. That <laughs> sorry Fun that. fact:
2: I lived in Nashville for like eight months back in two thousand fourteen. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh
1: shit! I've been here since two thousand eight. I live in East Nashville, so right in Shelby. I'm sure you probably know where that is. I'm guessing Shelby.
2: Yeah, because I lived in. Um, Hermitage. Hermitage.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife works out there. Look at us it, just strolling down memory lane. Just, just,
2: yeah. No. <laughs> that was it was bad radio for a half second there. Like, where did I live? We can talk about that later.
0: Jeff, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but every episode is bad radio on here.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. We try to get it off the rails as soon as
2: possible. <laughs> hey, I love it.
0: We've been The rails
2: amazed, only though. go one direction.
0: Like I said, <laughs> with no Phil on here, we've kind of stayed uh, true to the Cincinnati Reds so far. Yeah, here's the thing. Basically, yeah. Here's Shout the thing. Pauly. Shout out to Pauly. Uh Here's the thing. Phil basically ruins the podcast.
2: <laughs> it's a controlled burn, though. Like I feel like <laughs> you keep it, you keep it contained. It still burns, but it, you keep it contained. Phil, this is what
0: you get for not being on tonight. Yep. Hey, I miss, I miss Phil. I don't. That makes one. Of
1: you. <laughs> 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 oh shit. Um, hey Jeff, I do have, I do have one question. So I was listening, I was listening to the Bronson Royal interview earlier, and um, I was really surprised that you did not ask him um, how big Aaron Hernandez's dick is. <laughs> because that, look man, that is a big motherfucker. So you know he's gotta like he's gotta be packing a
0: hog
2: That that was on the supplemental questions. I didn't get the most of those. Um was it, it yeah. was edited
0: out? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was uh, I, I Sorry, go ahead. No, I was wanting you to ask ask some questions about the nasty hook and some of the parties you used to have on there because I've heard I've heard a few stories. <laughs> yeah. Tell name, you, I, the, that's the name of his boat, The Nasty Hook, by the way. The Nasty
2: Hook. <laughs> I tell you, hook. I was super surprised. I mean, not like... I, I was taken aback. I really was because he was so chill. I mean, obviously, you figure he'd be chill, but he talked to you like he knew you for years. Like, I, we just met him, and he's like, yo, let's just go. And he just goes, story after story. Like, we would just throw up a name, and he'd be like, yeah, here we go with this one and that. And I was just like, wow. Like, I just sat here for hours. I There was a moment where I'm like, all right, got to go. I feel like I'm going to overstay my welcome, and he's way too nice to ever tell me that, so it's got to go. <laughs> uh,
0: so I know I said earlier that we weren't going to do this, but uh, I, I decided to take a gander at uh, Red's Facebook, and we'll do a quick uh, today in Red's Facebook, the live reading. Yes. Here we go. All the way down on the Amir Garrett uh, post from yesterday. But this was just a few minutes ago. Bruce says, I wonder how long it will be before they fire the heading coach. Just pathetic.
2: (laughs) On an Amir Garrett post, of course.
0: (laughs) On a post from Amir
2: Garrett. (laughs) I, I feel like people think that baseball coaches, and really coaches for any sport, but I feel like they think that they have the shelf life of, like, soft cheese or something. These franchises give coaches a lot more time than a lot of fans think they do.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, Turner turn Ward, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take time. I mean, he's changing the whole outlook of the entire organization on how to hit. It's. I'm. I'm not expecting to see the fruits of that labor for like at least until next season. I mean, really.
0: On the uh, recap of yesterday's game, Richard says, "Can't wait till they get wood and fennel back." Then look out. Who was fennel? Who? Talk about like the spice. F e n n e l. <laughs> fennel. Fennel. <laughs> fin- fennel.
2: Yes. Maybe he was texting his grocery list to somebody, and he accidentally posted it on Facebook. I'll Need to actually. get Who, who is <laughs> <Finnegan>? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's that guy that they got down in Double A. That's like no. I'm just kidding. I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, speaking of Fiddle, uh, they have Finnegan working with somebody? Right. Uh, I thought I saw, kind of like possibly Kyle Body and Driveline. Hopefully,
2: hopefully somebody. I I've said on the podcast before that I think Derek Johnson is a wizard when it comes to like Robert Stevenson and guys like that. But I guess he hasn't had that much time to work with Finnegan. Because my goodness, what on earth happened to him? Like he forgot how to pitch.
0: He just fell apart. Yeah. He yeah. He just he.
1: he oh my God, poor Finnegan. You, I mean, you got to feel bad. I mean, think about it. it was what twenty sixteen? Where I mean, we thought. Man, this guy's like a number three starter.
2: Like he, he was. Right.
0: He was the key of the Johnny Cueto trade.
2: Yeah, we had yeah. we had him penciled in the rotation for like the, at least the next five years.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, or oh, and if and at worst he was going to be you know a, cl- a future closer.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, and that's man that that guy has just completely fallen off a cliff. Like I feel I feel bad for his parents. Yeah, you know, like, it's like, I feel bad. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's our son. I mean, that's just, oh, its rough.
0: Damn, right. Yeah. Damn, Ryan. Right. Just saying. He, he <laughs> so, went there. So, uh, I did. I
1: went right there. My parents are totally <laughs> embarrassed by me, so it's fine.
0: <laughs> I had a joke lined up, but after what happened earlier, I'm just going to leave that to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I got another comment here from, this is again from yesterday's game. Uh, Yesterday being Thursday, from when we're recording on Friday. Nick says, I love that we beat the first place Cubs, but when will Bell understand that you can't use five-plus pitchers a game? No reason Castillo should have been pulled after five innings. There was a <laughs> two-hour rain, a two hour rain <laughs> delay.
2: Somebody's reading the box score.
1: Somebody that watched the fucking game. <laughs> yeah. this, this
0: is not Jesse Baker and Aaron Harang, where he tried to ruin his career.
2: This yeah. is... <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a 13 hour rain delay. You can get back out there, Harangue. You took like yeah. at least a three hour nap, didn't you?
0: You'll be all right. You'll be okay. <laughs> I'll never forget. I was watching that game and I'm just sitting there with my mouth wide open, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Jeez.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah no, Dusty Dusty Baker, uh, he ruined what? He, did he ruin Kerry Wood and Mark Fryer?
2: There's a really solid rotation worth of pitchers that he ruined.
1: That he ruined,
0: yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Jesus. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And then I remember the other thing was, like, not long after that is when he pitched him in San Diego, I think it was the same year, in extra innings for, like, four innings. And then three days later, he took his regular turn in the rotation.
1: (laughs) Yep. 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 And then he was never Rest in peace.
2: No, you do that in no. the postseason. Not uh, the regular season. <laughs> right.
1: Was that that was uh that was what the 2007 was that the 2007 season But he was basically uh, should have should have won the Cy
0: Young award. It was something like that. I can't I can't remember exactly.
1: When he threw like something like 240 in- innings or something ridiculous like that.
2: That that oh. was one cool thing. Like talking to Bronson about that, he said that. In 2006, like, he was just, for the first half of the season, he was just pissed that he was traded to Cincinnati. And then finally, by the end of it, he got used to it, and he finally built, like, a rapport with Aaron Horang. Because I asked him, and I'm like, did you guys, like, ever just, like, oh, hey, I I went six innings, you only went five, what's up with that? Like, you suck. And he's like, actually, I really didn't even care until the end of the season. So, it's like... (laughs) Like uh, both of them, if you look, like 2006 was amazing for both those dudes, and just the fact that the team around them I mean, <laughs> so the, the one name, shout out obscure former Reds yep. Elizardo Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> wow, damn, I haven't heard
1: that name in a
2: long time.
0: Jesus, let's uh, I- <laughs> let's go back and I, d- I pulled up uh, Aaron Huranks 2006. Yep. He led the league in games started, with thirty-five. Led the league with six complete games. Led the league with sixteen wins, but wins, you know, we don't care. Threw two hundred and thirty-four and a third innings. Led the league with two hundred and sixteen strikeouts. <laughs> and then it, Jesus,
1: <laughs> God.
0: And then two thousand seven, he had another good year. And then two thousand eight is when it really fell it off just the table.
1: Fell apart. Yeah.
0: But he uh, was really good in two thousand six and two thousand seven. Man. Yeah. You just go back yeah. and look at these numbers and you're like, those teams were so bad. And you
2: shout out pass. to the Yeah, shout out two thousand six Reds, eighty and eighty two, with Harangue and Arroyo pitching the cover off the ball. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. I wonder if uh I wonder if Harangue and uh and Bronson ever made fun of Jerry Nairn's tiny dick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was another supplemental question I had. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: 2006,
0: though, also included. Yeah, man. Eric Milton. Oh, oh
1: Jesus, Eric Milton! You mean the was guy who, the guy who stole money from the Reds and then became an ace in fucking St. Louis after that. Fuck Eric Milton.
0: That was
2: every Twitter troll's argument this off season for get the pitching. Like if you said get the pitch, oh, like, like, yeah. Eric, Eric. Eric Milton though and uh, Ramon Ortiz and you're just like, Man, that was fifteen years ago. Like get over it. Yeah, Denny Reds. I'm kinda
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: I'm kinda wishing that Obscure Former Reds was on here because there's a guy in two thousand six that I have never I have no recollection of. Chris Mihalik. Michalik, Mihalik. Mihalik. M I C H A L A K
2: I feel like I remember that name because it sounds like a Star Wars name.
0: He started. He pitched in six, eight games. Started six. I have no recollection of him. <laughs> started six games. <laughs> started six games. I have no idea who he was. This is also the year know. of Su- Sun Blue Kim, though, and I had no recollection of him either. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Dropped him on that last one. That was that was a good one. Mike
0: Burns. Yeah. Who the hell is Mike Burns?
1: <laughs> oh, I went to school. I went to school, with Mike Burns. You smoked Jays in the uh in the uh, bathroom.
0: Well, he was a terrible pitcher. Uh, oh, uh, Gary Majeski,
2: freaking Gary. He
1: could, he could roll a fat ass blunt. What?
0: <laughs> what? Yeah, <Gary> <laughs> on that team. Uh, man. Oh, Mikey people, Burns. There were some people on here. Let me go through some of the hitters and see if man, I. Man,
1: those early mid two thousands teams were just some of them just hot garbage.
0: Um, that was yeah,
2: that was Majeski, Bill Bray, and Royce Clayton. That terrible that
0: and fucking trade. Jim Bowden trade. Brandon, uh. Bra- how about uh, Brandon Watson? Who? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do was, remember. Uh,
1: was Brandon do... Larson still like holding on to the holding on at that point at that on um, those years?
0: Two thousand six. No, Edwin Ar- Encarnacion had taken over third by then.
1: Yeah, that's right. And then they basically just dumped him, right?
0: And a lot of other people did, to be fair. Or
1: was he in the rolling trade? Was Encarnacion in the... Yeah. Encarn- Encarnacion yeah. was in the rolling trade, right? He was the main piece that went back to Toronto, and then he became, you know,
0: well, well, what we know by him by now. Toronto, then he got released by the A's, and then Toronto picked him back up, and then he sort of took off. Here's another That's one. right. I do remember him, Andy Abad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Andy yeah. Abad was bad. a hey, hey, hey. So that name?
2: Ooh, called. the the poster child for spring training does not matter, Quentin McCracken.
0: Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
0: a tail end of his career. My goodness. Vinito's, Those names. Jason Standridge. Who? And Ray Almedo. Shut up. <laughs> That's
1: my boy. That's my boy. Oh God he just could never live up to his uh, video game hype
0: but then no. 2006 <laughs> was the year that Richard yeah. Riley came out of nowhere to do good yep Probably. dude,
1: Richard Aurelia, I remember when he was he was I remember when he was with the Giants and he was a good player for them too and then I think after that he came over to the Reds if I if I remember correctly I could be wrong on that
0: wait I just I just accidentally clicked on the 2005 Reds can anybody oh, no. tell me who the hell Kenny Kelly is
1: <laughs> <laughs> I what? No played, I have no idea.
0: He played seven games for the Reds in 2005. Kenny Kelly. That's Kenny Kelly. That's a player. utility player.
1: It's not a real person.
0: They didn't even know what position he played that year. <laughs> that's, <all right. laughs> that's,
1: not, that's not even a real person.
0: Anderson Machado <laughs> did not yep. even have a position listed. <laughs>
1: Oh man. Well,
0: here's one. William Bergola. 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 <laughs> he played in seventeen games. I have no recollection of him.
1: Sure he did. Yep, he sure did. Uh do you guys remember Norris Hopper?
0: Oh, I remember
2: yes. Norris. Yes. Another, another poster this, child yeah. for spring training. How about this Yeah, picture?
1: wasn't he wasn't yeah. he like twenty-eight when he made his debut? Wasn't he like super old? For a prospect oh, yeah. anyway.
0: Yeah. Here's here's another picture for you. Alan Simpson. The fuck is Alan <laughs> Simpson? <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> he is, he's Homer's cousin, correct? No.
2: <laughs>
1: he no, finished thought, two uh, games. How about George Cantu, who found out he uh, cannot? George
0: Cantu. Uh, he was good back <laughs> in the day. For can. a
1: second. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, Alex Gonzalez. I
0: have no idea. The- you
1: don't remember Alex Gonzalez? I think there was one there too. There was two Alex Gonzalez. One was a when good was one. The one was a stop. yeah. One was a shortstop, and the other one I can't remember what he did. But uh, yeah, he was like he's the he won a he won the title with the Red Sox, I think. As a shortstop. he was a shortstop. The he was biggest, like their the good Alex Gonzalez. Big, really good. Yeah, the good Alex Gonzalez. That was the one. year And then like he, I think he like he played for the Reds. I think two years he was like their big offseason acquisition i think in the 2007 i was like oh man that's the missing piece world series here we come and uh they went <laughs> 72 and 90
2: <laughs> but shout out to ryan wagner the former always future oh. bullpen ace <laughs> Yep, yeah. he, he will always be the future all
0: right i've gone wow. back to the 2004 reds uh Shout out oh, to no. Jermaine Clark, whoever that is. Yeah, I remember that name. Oh, I
1: remember Jermaine Clark, yeah. Do you yeah.
0: remember Aaron Mayette? No, I don't exactly. remember that. Exactly. <laughs> John,
2: John Vanderwall, Van now that is a name. The guy who tore
0: his ACL Shoveling Snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, Still hit. and then he finally came back and. You want to you want to hear his slash line? He played in forty two games, got fifty five plate appearances. He was basically a glorified pinch hitter. His slash line 118, 182, two two seventy five. The <laughs> best, the best is
2: he's he slashed two seventy five in slugging, and he still hit two home runs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he still yeah. hit two more home runs in two thousand and four. Then Cesar Estores hit in 2013, and Cesar Estores was part of the scoreboard stumper tonight.
0: Oh, (laughs) well. Cesar Miller
1: played 28 Corky Miller played 13 games for that that club.
0: Yeah, Corky.
1: God bless Corky.
0: 2013 is not that long ago. Let's see if there's some people that we don't recognize on here. Greg Reynolds, a pitcher. I have no idea who that is. I don't don't know know that. Oh, JJ J. Hoover. <laughs> yeah.
1: hey, you know what? JJ J. was a—he was okay for like a season.
0: That—that <laughs> that was the year when the ace was uh, Matt Latos.
1: Oh, oh garbage. Oh. Huh. According,
0: okay, we won't get into that.
2: According to according to Bronson, he talked his way out of a hundred million dollar contract.
1: Yeah, it sounds about <laughs> right. It, yeah, mean, oh man, I wish I could hear. Oh man, I wish I could hear stories about that.
2: He, he said he there. He said, and he wouldn't mind me telling this, but he said there was one time where he gave up. It was like three runs in the sixth inning. I forget what game he said it was. And he got back into the clubhouse and he chewed out a clubhouse attendant for packing his bag wrong. And he said the reason I gave up three runs in the sixth is because you packed my bag wrong. I told you not to pack it that way. Just like, what?
1: What <laughs> a fucking head case. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I want to punch him in the face more. <laughs> Lord and mercy.
2: What nice. a he told me to Google. Like, I guess there's like an interview of him uh, while, while he's on his Frontier League team, the team he got in a fight with. And um, there's this poor intern kid that's like trying to interview him. And he's like he's like, So, you know, you, you were drafted so and so with the San Diego Padres. That must have been pretty exciting, huh? And he said Matt Latos is like laying down in the chair that he's sitting in. He's just like, Yeah, you know, whatever, you know, I got the contract after that. You know, once the money was figured out, that was uh yeah, it was it was pretty good after the money was figured out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think like, I
1: think I just I think I just found it. I'll watch it every yeah.
0: <laughs> send, yeah, send that to me. We'll uh maybe, maybe yeah. we'll have an episode where we just uh, review that uh, interview. <laughs> yeah, yes.
1: how big of a douchebag that motherfucker is. Uh, so, <laughs> God Lakers. bless. Yeah, yeah, that was the other 2013.
2: One. Shout out to the last version of Zach Duke in a Reds uniform. Oh yeah, that's
1: right. Ah <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Was this the year that uh was this the year they hosted the the All Star game? That was 2014, right?
0: Uh, 2015.
1: 2015. 2015,
0: 2015 that's right. That's right. You know, 2013 uh, wasn't that the year they uh, lost the the wild card game to Pittsburgh or was that 2014? Uh, no.
1: 2013. I think, I think, yeah, it was 20, yeah, it was 2013. That was the year that there was three teams that won 90 games in the Central. And all three teams um, we're in the playoffs. The Cardinals won the division, and the Pirates and the Reds were in the wild
2: card. Twenty thirteen, the last year, the Reds were in contention.
0: Uh, <sighs> shout out,
2: Dusty.
0: Shout out to Dusty.
1: Shout out to Nick Cristiani.
0: Yes. Shout out to Jonathan Broxton. Oh man!
1: Oh, big sexy, yeah.
0: He did not want to be here.
1: <laughs> no. He no, no. was like, I was an all-star. Why am I here?
0: So I think that's going to about wrap up this edition of the Hunt Fred's October podcast. But we'll go around the room get everybody's final thoughts. let uh, will start with you, Jeff. Uh, final thoughts before we go.
2: This was a great first foray. I look forward to talking with you guys a little bit more. Definitely want to be on here when Phil's on here, <laughs> hear his hot takes. You know, no, you don't. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, let's, let's not push it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I've had a blast talking with you guys, and uh, you know what? Uh, since we're looking at it, shout out Pedro Villarreal. Vill, was gonna sound great, and then I oh well. Shout out Coop. There we go. I can Thank say you.
0: that. Well, <laughs> you started talking about Phil, and that's why you messed up. Because, <laughs> yeah. Every- yep phil this is what you get for not being on uh, he's Ryan. hearing right ah. any <laughs> final thoughts
1: yeah final thoughts is uh the house is not on fire the world is not burning down they're actually playing above 500 baseball right now so uh let's not let's not let every every game you know ruin our day uh if it's a loss and, but uh yeah, I mean that's all I really have to say about that. Stop giving Vado shit. Just enjoy the season for what it is, and that's the first year that the Reds have fielded a decently talented team in over three years, two years. <laughs> so just enjoy this year and stop being little bitches about it. Um, also, shout out to uh, my buddy Chance for uh, for getting me the hookup, uh, and that's. I'll just leave it at that. Also, shout out to the greatest athlete that I've ever known, my cousin Nolan Crabtree. And uh, shout out Jeff for his awesome Bronson Royo interview uh, with a lot less hog talk than what I would have done. And uh, I'll leave
2: it at that.
0: <laughs> well, all right. Uh, again, Locked on Red's podcast. Like and subscribe. Uh, also, shout out to Wick, because for the first time in two years, the Red Reporter released a podcast. Go listen to it. Yes.
1: Yes. I like to think. Apparently they had multiple iterations of it over over time.
0: Oh, that just
1: never made it out.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that the hunt for Ed's October will take credit for that because wick was on the podcast and then they published one. So yeah, he got the itch again. So basically you're welcome. Oh
1: man. My My kids are in a Moana kick. Don't do that to me. What can I say? (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) There's some, <laughs> don't
0: don't search these out if you're uh, timid, but there are some horrible memes with the what can I say, you're welcome. If you're bored one day oh. and you're not at work, search those out. Thank you, Uncle cool.
1: Oh, there's there's some <laughs> other ones uh, with Moana makes a face at some point. And I was like, she's a child! Uh, they're pretty
0: awful. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, for... Uh, for Jeff and I, and this is Coop and uh, we'll talk to you later. Cincinnati,
2: Ohio, Cincinnati where the river winds, the horse Mason and the Dixon. mines.